What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Good Wolf Radio. It is Jerry Scarlato. Today, we're going to have a deep conversation. Um, we got a lot to talk about. We need, uh, you're probably going to want to take a seat for this one because, well, it's about willpower. And willpower is a deep, deep topic. It is a topic that scares a lot of people because we uh, have this mindset about willpower that if we don't have it, then we're not able to do the things that we need to do in order to achieve the goals that we're after. We think that our willpower dwindles. We think that, well, I just didn't have the willpower to overcome that piece of cake or to not, you know, start to drink with my friends or not do whatever. And having that mindset has led a lot of people astray, has led a lot of people down a path that they're not trying to go down. Most people are very, we all, we all have, of course, not, not all, but I, I believe most of us have good intentions to make the progress that we're saying that we want to make. Most of us have the intentions, the good intentions to follow through with the things that we're saying that we want to do. But as you have seen over the course of your time, watching this show, which I'm going to make the strong assumption is from day one, episode one, when we talked with Tim about identity. Actually, that wasn't episode one. That was episode three. Thank you, Jonna. Um, <laughs> but that, like, a lot of our downfall in our pursuit of health and fitness is because of our mindset about things. It's not because of the thing itself. It's not because of lack of motivation. It's not because of lack of willpower. Not only because of lack of willpower. It's not because you don't have the time. It's not because you don't have the money. It's not because this, that, and the other thing is going on. It's because of your mindset about those particular areas of your life, of uh, what it takes to follow through. And if you start to shift your mindset about all of them, not at once, because it does take time, but if you start to understand that you're playing a trick on yourself anytime you say, I don't have the willpower, anytime you say, I'm not motivated, anytime you say, ah, I just don't have the self-control, you're playing a trick on yourself. And as Richard Feynman said, the goal is to not fool yourself and you're the easiest one to fool. And that is the goal. It is the goal to not trick ourselves into believing what we're telling ourselves because it's just a story. What we'll find out here in a little bit is primarily it is just a story. There is, of course, underlying neurology. There's underlying physiology. There's underlying biology, whatever, behind motivation, behind willpower, behind self-control, behind discipline, behind all of these things. It is very true that there are certain mechanisms that it would be helpful if they lined up to help you get to this thing that you're trying to accomplish, to help you have the willpower that you want in order to overcome that piece of cake, to help you be able to be motivated to start exercising or start eating better or start sleeping better or quit smoking or starting to run or whatever the thing is. Yes, there's things that would... that that definitely will support those things. There's, there's outside, um, outside things that you can do to help improve that. 
but a big, 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 big part of it is here. It is in your brain. It is what you think about those things that keeps you from moving forward. When you are confronted with a temptation and you have trouble overcoming that temptation, I just used a piece of cake as an example, but you can use any instance in which you're out with friends or any instance whenever you're at a party and you can't, you feel like you can't say no. You feel that temptation and you feel like you want to indulge and you feel like you want to jump in and you're going in your mind, you're going, I, I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't do it. I don't know if I have the willpower. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can. Oh, nope, I can't. If you realize in those moments that it is your brain, it is your thought about the thing, not only in the moment, but in general in life. And if you start to shift your mindset about willpower, not only willpower, but motivation, which we've talked about previously, you can go back and watch that series and about many other things that when you start to shift your mindset, then you can start to make the changes that you want. It does yeah, it's a, it's a moment-to-moment thing. It's not something that just instantly happens. It's not something that you can just flip a switch and all of a sudden it's done. It is definitely something that you have to do every day in the beginning. And then eventually, it does get a little easier for you to start to make those decisions. Not only as you change your mindset, but also as you become the kind of person who follows through with your actions who says you, who does what you say you're going to do, who overcomes the temptation. When you become that person, then all of a sudden it's not as challenging. Then all of a sudden it's not as hard. But there's a lot of factors that go into it, like I said. There are certainly certain, certainly certain, there are certainly things that um, you can do to set yourself up, biologically speaking, for success when it comes to willpower, motivation, and everything else. Today, like I said, we're going to start the conversation about willpower. Um, Like I said, willpower is a thing that a lot of people wish they had more of, or they, so they say, they wish they had more of it. Um, And it is something that you can, quote unquote, have more of. You can do certain things to prepare yourselves Prepare yourself for certain situations when you know you're going to be confronted with a temptation. Um, You can also do certain things to just bolster your willpower in general. And as we'll see, it's not just the one type of willpower that we have that we can improve. We have different ways that we can work with ourselves, that we can improve not only our mindset, but our physiology in um, in order to bolster our willpower and support us moving forward. So um, the definition of willpower, if you look up willpower, depends on which dictionary that you use or which site that you use, I guess is a better way to say that. I don't know that many people even have dictionaries anymore, Um, but which site that you use. But the definition of willpower, or at least a couple of the ones that I liked, um, the unwavering strength to carry out one's wishes. The unwavering strength to carry out one's wishes. When you think about the unwavering strength to carry out one's wishes. You think that you need to be this mentally strong, mentally just, you know, um, unobstructed person who can just look at something and not have to, you know, put any effort into it to overcome it. 
You can just just show up to exercise. It's easy. Just overcome. Like you can put a piece of you can put a big cake right in front of me, and I'm not even going to want to eat it. And that's what upper, unwavering strength feels like. A couple other definitions: uh, the conscious, effortful regulation of the self by the self. Conscious, effortful regulation of the self by the self. Effortful. That word alone makes it feel challenging because we live in a world of comfort. We live in a world of um, instant gratification where, you know, we can literally get on our phone and order something and have it tomorrow. Order almost anything and have it tomorrow. We look at Instagram, we look at Facebook, we look at these sites and we see people who seem to be able to just get instant results. They tell you about the quick program that they did and they didn't have to do all that much. And here I am with my six pack and my bulging shoulders. And so not only that, but like living in a world where comfort is the thing that we are pushed to have. Comfort is the thing that is thrown at us and shoved in our face it's hard to overcome any effortful thing, anything that takes effort. And so when we think about willpower and we think about willpower as needing effort, which is totally true, by the way, it's definitely true. It's not only true. It's not only that, but yeah, willpower takes effort. When we think about that, because of the societal norms that we have, because comfort is the norm, because comfort is what we as a society are currently striving for our mental, we have the mental gymnastics that go on in our head whenever we hear willpower and we hear, we think about effort. Um, we think that, well, it's just, that's just too much. If it takes effort and it is effortful, then I am not in. It's a non-starter for me. Uh, another definition, a limited resource capable of being depleted. Again, these are all definitions pulled from different dictionary sites. Is it the way to put it, I guess? <laughs> um, a limited resource, resource capable of being depleted. So that was what we talked about in the beginning. We talk about how I just didn't have the, the willpower anymore to overcome. I didn't have, I just felt like by the end of the day, like I just had to let go. And that's what I had to do. I just didn't have the willpower to stop myself. Um, and as we'll see, like that is definitely part of what is happening. But it is, it is a much smaller part than we give ourselves credit for. We, we don't actually, we don't give ourselves a whole lot of credit, sadly enough. Um, but there is a much bigger thing going on than the depletion of willpower, which is, which is a thing that happens, which is very real. So if we can challenge the normal quote definition of willpower, then we can start to overcome and then we can start to make progress toward the thing that we're trying to do. We can start to become the kind of person who exercises regular, regu regularly. We can start to become the kind of person who eats well, um, and doesn't have too much trouble doing it. We can start to become the kind of person who overcomes temptations. We can start to do these things. But we have to challenge the idea. We have to challenge the idea. Because if we don't 
then we're going to maintain, we're going to be stuck. And we don't like being stuck. All right, let me take a quick sip. I've already done a lot of talking today. Had a good conversation with a good friend, which you're going to get to see in a couple episodes. Um, nonetheless, he talked about a little bit about, he didn't say the words willpower, but I heard a lot about, you know, just having to do things. Um, just having to make yourself do things because that's what has to happen. At any rate. So... Let's talk about depleted willpower, because that's how most people think about willpower. And depleted willpower is a real thing. It is a thing that happens. It is a biological thing that happens. Um, but there is a surface level, or I'll say a spiritual level, of the depletion of willpower. The idea of the depletion of willpower is called ego depletion, or ego depleting. Uh, this idea was... Um, was popularized by a physi not physiologist, a psychologist called uh, named Roy Baumeister. I think that's right. Man, I feel like that's not right. At any rate, uh, that's terrible. I didn't write it down. But ego depletion is what's happening whenever your willpower is being depleted. It is the thing inside of you that stops you from making choices. So what's happening with ego depletion? Why do we lose, quote, our ability to overcome temptation? Well, there's two things that's happening. And these are things that happen throughout the day because like most people would say is at the end of the day or when I'm confronted with a big temptation, I have a hard time overcoming it. And it's usually later on in the day. It's usually at the end of the day, oh, I just felt like I... I gave up and I felt like I, I couldn't stop myself. So there's two things going on. Uh, number one is the self-control that you are having to put into the day, which is a, a lot of self-control. Um, on average, this was an interesting statistic that I found. I think it was found in a research study. I couldn't tell. I forgot to write down the name of the study. Nonetheless, on average, we spend four hours a day resisting temptations. We spend four hours a day on average resisting temptations. Uh, the way that they, uh, the way that they tracked this study was they gave people beepers. If you don't know what a beeper is, you didn't grow up in the '90s. Nonetheless, um, they gave people beepers, and every once in a while, randomly throughout the day, they would beep them, and they had to answer—I don't call and answer a question. I can't really remember. Basically, the question is, what, like, what are you overcoming? Any? Are you thinking about anything right now? And what are you thinking about? Um, what are you having to overcome right now? And so they found that on average, we overcome, we spend about four hours a day resisting temptation. So, you know, that temptation is more than just having to overcome a piece of cake or having to keep yourself from drinking with your buddies. Like temptation is a lot, especially now, especially now that we have this fancy little device that we stick in our pockets, this computer in our pockets, uh, like we, we, because of the dings and noises and the buzzes and the vibrations that that thing makes, whenever you stop yourself and you have to stop yourself from answering that thing, that is you having to stop 
That's self-control. It takes self-control to be able to do that. And that depletes the ego as we're talking about. So it's much more than the bigger thing that you realize that you're having a hard time overcoming. It's the smaller things in life as well. It's having to overcome, you know, if you're, if a baby's crying and you're, you know, trying to keep yourself from going and running right after the baby, after the baby, then like that takes self-control. Um, sitting down and keeping yourself working during the day sometimes can take self-control. Like sometimes you just want to get up and move. So anytime that you feel like you feel that sudden urge to grab, move, get up, go do something else, and you stop yourself like that, that is ego depletion. That is, that is taking away, if you will, from your willpower. So self-control is a big, big, big part of that. Um, another part of that is decision fatigue. It's decision fatigue. And decision fatigue happens whenever you... It's very similar to self-control, but nonetheless, it's, it's trying to make decisions on something. If you are at the store and you're trying to choose A over B, if you're trying to decide if this paleo-friendly thing is better than that keto-friendly thing, whatever the decision is, that is depleting your ego as well. The interesting thing about that, the interesting thing about it is it's not necessarily just having to make the decision, although that is also depleting the ego. Sitting there and wavering and thinking and comparing and so on and so forth, that's depleting the ego. But more interestingly is once you make the decision, especially especially depending on the kind of decision maker, decision maker you are, which we'll talk about in a second, um, it's once you make the decision that really depletes your willpower. So there's two basic types of decision makers. There are satisficers and optimizers. Optimizers are the kind of person who takes a long time to make the decision because they feel like they have to find the perfect thing. If you're no matter, not no matter, but like you, we can talk about a bigger decision, like buying a car, like got to find the perfect car. It's a big deal. You know, you're going to spend couple bucks on it. So, you know, it makes sense to put some effort into it, but an optimizer is going to find the perfect car. They're going to spend lots of time. They're going to spend lots of, they're going to look through lots of different cars and make sure that they follow, they check off all these, uh, all these different attributes. Um, and that person tends to be less happy about their decision, even though they spent much more time in trying to make the decision. They're less happy about the decision because as soon as they've bought the thing, whether that's a car or anything else, they immediately look at other things and see the attributes, the bigger attributes of the other things that may be lacking in the one that they bought. Um, and having to resist the urge to, and having to resist that feeling is ego depletion. So once you've bought something, and then you have to not think about all the other things that you bought, that is ego depletion. So if you're an optimizer, it's much harder on yourself because you have optimized for the purchase because you have spent so much time thinking about buying the thing that now that you've bought it, you're still thinking about the potential upside of having all the other things. 
On the other end of that is a satisficer. A satisficer is somebody who just has a simple two or three points that they want this thing to fulfill. And as long as it fulfills those points, they'll buy it. Let's go back to the car. If, if a satisficer is going to buy a car, like if I were going to buy a car, I, I am a satisficer for many things, not all things. The car would be one of them. Does it have four wheels? Check. Does it have an engine? Check. I don't know. That might be it. Like, <laughs> there's probably a couple other things. But, like, uh, outside of that, it's like, okay, like, if it fits within the amount of money I'm trying to spend and it covers these basic things, I don't really care what it is. Just get, just, like, I'm happy. That's fine. I'll take it. And because a satisficer isn't as concerned about the fine details, then they aren't as concerned about the after purchase. So once they buy the thing, it's the thing. They got it. They're fine. They're just happy they have the thing and they didn't have to go through the hassle of, you know, whatever, like thinking too hard about it. That person doesn't get as much ego depletion because they aren't as concerned about all the other things that they didn't buy because they weren't, they didn't have this extensive checklist. They didn't go through all this arduous work to make sure that this thing had all of these, you know, gizmos and gadgets. Whereas the optimizer was very concerned about the details. Once they bought the thing, they're not, they're less satisfied with the thing because they think, well, how much more, how much happier could I potentially have been with all these other options? The satisficer is like, Hey, I got three things that I want this thing to cover. If it covers those three things, I'm happy. I'll take it. Um, and that leads to much less ego depletion. So Ego depletion is a real thing. This is what most people say whenever they say, I don't have the willpower, or I didn't have the willpower, or I couldn't control myself. It's ego depletion. And, then, and it's partly because of a lot of the self-control that we have to have throughout the day. And it's also partly because of a lot of the decision fatigue that we have, especially if we're an optimizer and we're trying to make the perfect decision. So that's one area of willpower and willpower depletion, if we will. There's another bigger part of this. That's one part. There's another bigger part of this. But before we get to that, I'm going to take another drink. Okay, so once we, now that we realize or understand ego depletion, and we acknowledge that ego depletion is real, let's look at the other part of this. No, let's back up. All right, so now that we know that ego depletion is real, that willpower depletion is real, what's going on? What is causing our ego to be depleted or our willpower to be depleted? Is it just like a cup? Like just as I use it, the cup sinks? Like this, the, the cup gets drained? Like is that what's happening? Well, partly. That's partly what's happening. But mainly what's going on is... Glucose depletion. Uh, okay. 
All right, so now that we know that ego depletion is a real thing, that willpower is a real thing, and that we acknowledge that self-control and decision fatigue are things that cause us to have less willpower over time, there is another thing, a much bigger thing that we can have a that can have a huge impact on how we think about willpower and and our willpower ability in general. But first, let's talk about what happens when ego depletion is being depleted. Let's try that saying again. What happens when our ego is being depleted? Uh, when our ego is being depleted, basically what is happening, and there's more than just this going on, but it's basically your glucose being depleted. Because whenever you make a decision, whenever you are you know, managing yourself, you're controlling yourself, you're making choices, you're having to input your willpower, uh, that takes energy. It, it does take energy. And energy, you use a molecule, molecule called ATP, adenosine triphosphate. Uh, that molecule is replenished by two things, primarily glucose, but also fat. And whenever, like, your glucose becomes de depleted faster, as you do a lot of these things as you have to put in a lot of self-control, as you have to make a lot of decisions and you think too, too hard about decisions. And so glucose levels are to an extent pretty important whenever it comes to that. That's not to say that like you need to go stuff in your face with cake necessarily, but nonetheless, like that's what's basically happening at a biological level that's depleting the ego. There's other things going on besides just glucose depletion, but that, that is a big, big, big uh, part of that, of our ego and our willpower being depleted. So like I said, it's not you. It's not, this is who I am and, and it's my willpower that's the problem and I'm the problem. It's not that. There's something actually going on. There's something behind the scenes that is causing you and keeping you from being able to overcome these challenges. So other than that, ego depletion through glucose depletion, other than that, what's the thing that really keeps us from having the willpower that we want? What is really, really, really holding us back from having really optimal lock, lockdown willpower? Well, a researcher called Carol Dweck, who wrote a book called Mindset, which you should definitely go read. She is the person who popularized the idea of the growth mindset. If you don't know, uh, a growth mindset is someone who, a growth mindset is a mindset of which you believe that you can change and adapt. You believe that although you're not where you are, you're not where you want to be, you don't have the skills, you just don't have them yet. And that's the key word when it comes to a growth mindset is yet. I'm just not there yet. On the other hand is the fixed mindset. A fixed mindset person tends to believe that things are the way they are and there's nothing I can do about that. So nonetheless, that doesn't have much to do with what we're about to talk about. She also did some interesting research on willpower. And she wanted to see if it was just glucose depletion that caused our willpower to go down. So what she did was broke people up into groups and... Um, she had them think different ways about willpower. So instead of trying to uh, track things via glucose, they did track their glucose levels. 
uh, as well. But instead of that being the main thing that they tracked, what they tracked was what they thought about willpower and their beliefs about willpower. Some people already had a empowering belief about willpower. In other words, they believed that um, I have control over willpower. I can overcome things. I'm I'm able to be intentional. I'm able to overcome challenges. Some people were on the other end of the spectrum and just thought, hey, I don't have any willpower. I'm just not able to um, overcome temptation. And I, I, you know, I'm, I easily succumb to uh, things in front of me. And then some people were taught about willpower. So they came in, maybe they had, you know, a negative belief about willpower. And they taught this group and they said, hey, here, you, you actually have the ability to overcome it. You can, you can overcome uh, temptation. You, can't, you do have willpower, uh, and you can, make, you can build your willpower by changing your mindset about it. So the, it was three groups, three groups. The empowered willpower group, where they believed in, that they had willpower. The negative willpower group, this is, what, this is not what they called their groups, it's just what I'm calling them. The negative willpower group that didn't think they had any willpower. And then the learned willpower group where they taught them that they did have willpower. What they found was very interesting. Um, they found that believing willpower was limited, showed signs of ego depletion. People who believed that, um, who, people who believed that they had willpower and they had control over their willpower did not need glucose ingestion to sustain self-control. In other words, for those people who believed that willpower was depleting, they depleted their willpower. Their willpower was depleted whenever they were put through certain tasks, and they did need to ingest glucose in order to, quote, build their willpower back up. The people who learned that willpower was something they could control and the people who already believed that willpower was something that they could control did not, they did not, their willpower did not deplete after they did a certain number of tasks and they did not need to ingest any glucose after a certain amount of time in order to build their willpower back up. Okay. So what's going on here? What's happening? Well, does that mean like ego depletion is a fake thing? Well, no, it's still kind of true. Like biologically speaking, it's still kind of going to happen, but not kind of like it's still going to happen. Your belief about willpower is what is going to really dictate whether or not you're going to be able to make the changes you want to make. If you believe that willpower is something that depletes and something that uh, is so effortful and it's something that I really have to think about, then you're going to have a much, much harder time. If, on the other hand, you believe or start to believe that willpower is something that I have control of. Willpower is something that, yes, it takes effort, but guess what? I can do it. Um, I'm just not there yet. Then you can start to really have an impact. Then you can start to really make the changes that you're after. But you have to believe you got to believe. You have to believe that you are the type of person that has willpower, can develop the willpower, and doesn't take lots of effort to do so. So that's really what we're talking about here. That's really the crux of it, is that it's not only about the ego depletion. It's not only that your willpower is, yeah, 
slightly less whenever it's late at night or later in the day and you've made a lot of decisions. If you've already bolstered yourself on this end with a mindset of empowerment and belief that I have the willpower to overcome the temptations that I'm confronted with, then it's going to be much less of an issue and you can, you're going to have a much easier time becoming the kind of person who overcomes temptation and does the things you say you're going to do. So, as a quick review, um, we have a lot of self-control throughout the day, and that self-control does deplete our ego. It does deplete our willpower. Overcoming the phone, overcoming noises around you, overcoming other temptations that are happening. Also, based on how we make the decisions, our willpower gets depleted as well. If we are an optimizer and we are trying too hard to make a choice, it's going, it's going to really deplete our willpower. If we're a satisficer, it's going to deplete it much less. Nonetheless, the number of decisions that you make throughout a day is going to be going to dictate the kind of willpower that you have. But the biggest thing is your belief. What do you believe is you're capable of? What do you believe you can do? And if you start to shift that, that's where the magic happens. That's all I have for you today. Next time, we'll look at some things that you can do, that you can actually do, some actions you can take to start to build that belief. And also, on the other hand, to bolster your ego. Not your ego ego, but so that you don't become depleted as well. We'll look at both sides. We do want to help ourselves. We don't want to work against ourselves. So we're going to look at both the ego depletion and the beliefs and how we can improve those. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button in the meantime. And until next time, here's to your success in health and fitness mastery.